And what is up, everyone? I'm Joe DeHoyos. I am the host of Beyond the Woodline. And tonight, I have with me Craig and Melissa from Fox Valley Ghost Hunters. How are you guys doing tonight? Great. Thank doing you. Great. Yeah, good. Yeah, we got a little chance to talk to each other before we went on the air. Um, told you some of my crazy experiences, you know. Uh, so, Craig, tell us first about you, man, a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I've been doing the ghost hunting stuff for about 11 years. I started uh, when I moved to the Fox Valley to uh, kind of, uh, you know, back, when, back in the, way in the early years, there were no ghost hunting shows on TV. So suddenly they all started popping up around 2005. And it took me till about 2010 to say, hey, I'd like to start my own show or my own um, um, ghost hunting team. So um, started out small with just a bunch of friends and family and grew into what we are today. So so what actually got you involved in the paranormal? I lived uh, up north, northern Wisconsin, by a house called Summer Wind. And Summer Wind is actually listed in the top 10 most haunted places in the United States even to this day. So when we used to go there as teenagers, we used to see all these crazy things like shadows and uh, lights would come on in the house, but yet there was no electricity going on to the house. So it was kind of where everything got started there. My mom passed away when I was um, 26 of breast cancer, and me and my friend were sitting in the living room, where, and she used to sit on this rocking chair. We were all sitting on the couch, and suddenly the rocking chair started rocking a couple nights after she passed away. So I was kind of intrigued in what, what's on the other side. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear about your mom, man. You know, we talked a little bit. You know, cancer's a, a terrible thing, man. Yeah. What about you, Melissa? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, when All my life, basically, I've seen ghosts. I can hear them. They talk to me. As I got older, it kind of went away a little bit. So I wasn't seeing them everywhere. Um, so like when I was a teenager, they were walking by me all the time. I could hear them talking. And it kind of went down a little bit. And the paranormal is a part of who I am. So I really, really miss that. And that's where I went and I searched for a team so that I could still have that as a part of my life. So I still have experiences, but this is just another way for me to communicate. Cool, man. And uh, Craig, how long have you had the team together? Um, different parts of my team. Like I said, we've uh, switched members quite a bit. Everybody goes off to school, gets married, and does all this other stuff. But my current team, some of my current team members have been around three years and the longest members have been around like nine or 10 years. Cool, man. Then, um, what are some of the first places you started to investigate? The first places I started to investigate actually was a old hospital in New London, Wisconsin. And it actually even was appeared on dead files. Um, they had a episode on the dead files with uh, Amy and stuff. And that was like our first investigation. And we actually had a newspaper that followed us around on the investigation. And we heard a little girl say hello. I captured it on the first floor on audio. We actually heard it like a disembodied voice. It came through on audio, though. So we actually captured it on the voice recorder, too. And the guys from the newspaper came running down from the third floor saying, oh, my God, you won't believe what we just heard. I'm like, did it say hello? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they caught the same exact voice, which was kind of cool that they caught it three floors up and we caught it all the way on the sure. first floor. Oh, that's pretty cool. I like that. 
So it was like, you know, like I guess you said a disembodied voice, but I guess it was pretty loud then, right? Yeah, it was it was pretty loud, but it's it's kind of amazing to catch it three floors up in concrete yeah. on the third floor and have be able to catch it down below on the first floor at the same time. Almost like it was like tossed up into the uh, into the you know like the audio feed. Right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. And so actually, what about actually, you? Sorry, that was actually okay. the first. That was actually the first time I actually heard a disembodied voice too. It kind of freaked me out because I'm like. You know, new to this, and I never yeah. thought to actually capture something like that. Yeah. What about you, Melissa? It was one of your first investigations. Uh, one of my first was in Alton, Illinois. That's one of the most haunted towns in the United States. Um, it was called Mineral Springs. A little story on okay. that was uh, we got not really a paranormal thing, but at the end of the night, I plopped down on a lounge chair and there was a big needle sticking straight up that somebody must have planted there and it went in my butt and uh <laughs> so my joke is that uh ghost hunting is a pain in the butt <laughs> that's pretty good yeah. yeah what got you into the whole paranormal field uh as me yeah. um Mine was more just because, like I said, growing up, I would see ghosts and hear them and um, and just, it feels like it's part of who I am. And I'm just so, I love the history of the places. I love just hearing the voices and seeing the stuff and just knowing that there's more beyond life. Right, right. And what, and what got you two together? How did you, how did you guys meet? So I was looking for a team and found Craig somehow, but co contacted him. And then we met up at a haunted school called First Ward and a big group of us did an investigation and kind of been the lead investigator ever since, I guess. <laughs> Even though I yelled that you were talking to us while we're trying to sleep. He did because they went to bed by like midnight and I'm like, what kind of ghost hunters are these? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, like, what are some of your favorite places that you guys have investigated together? Um, I love Farrar. I've been there. That's over in Iowa. I've been there about 52, 53 times. Oh, the, wow. place, the place has never disappointed us. Unfortunately, it is on the market for sale. So this might be the last year that it's around. We uh, sometimes will host Paracon events over there. We hosted them for about two or three years in a row with some pretty good, uh, pretty good ghost hunting people, stars that came out. Have you guys ever been anywhere that like legit scared you? I've had a, I don't really get scared, but I, at the Sheboygan Asylum here in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, we host tours pretty much every Friday and Saturday night. Uh, one night I had an experience where I lost my eyesight. I couldn't see anything. My hearing went away, got a massive headache. Um, it got really bad and I ended up having to leave and now I'm still been scared to go back into that same spot. So it, it, it affected me pretty bad actually. Yeah. I, and that's weird. I've never heard of that, you know? Yeah, it was, it was not good. <laughs> mm -hmm. So how are your abilities now as compared to when you were younger? Um, I still have, I can still hear voices sometimes. Mm -hmm. I, I'm told a lot of stuff. So kind of like a psychic, but I don't like to call myself that. It just, it used to be like 24 hours a day 
nonstop and that slowed down quite a bit. So would would you mind if I asked like what did you hear exactly? <laughs> um one example, um sometimes I I had my friend's brother who I'd never met came to me and he actually was still alive. And he basically explained to me that he had two weeks left to live and what he he described a picture he wanted at the funeral, um, kind of told me all this information and I had to tell his sister that. And until I told her, it repeated and repeated. So like it would keep me up all night long. So finally I had to tell her and unfortunately he did pass away two weeks later, but then they, she showed me what picture I described and those ones are hard. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of a, I, yeah, that's really strange. I've never heard that either, but yeah, that's really strange. Mm -hmm. Other did, times did, it will just be basic stuff, I'm told, and but okay. it repeats until I tell people. So. Okay. Okay. Well, do you have these ex experiences when you go to a, a haunted area or a haunted location? I do sometimes. I I can feel stuff also, and I can sense stuff, and um, mm -hmm. I've kind of started testing it more, like. Okay. having them not tell me about a location and then see what I get from it. Yeah, I like that. That's a good idea, too. Yeah. What about you, Craig? Do you have any abilities or any kind of gifts? or? Um, I can sometimes sense stuff in the rooms that mm -hmm. would be close to me or whatnot. Um, I get sometimes I get weird vibes in different uh, sections of the asylum or where I can almost say, hey, there's something here with us. And even when I say something like that, sometimes our equipment's going off or it's, there's stuff happening around us when I sense it. So maybe I'm really sensing it or I'm just, I don't know. Yeah. You know, one of the weird things that I have, and I don't know if it's an ability or a gift, but I always smell stuff when it's not there. It's like, I'll tell people, hey, do you smell these flowers? Do you smell this perfume? Do you smell, you know, banana cake or whatever's going on, you know? And they're like, man, I don't smell nothing, you know? But I, I always smell, I don't know if it means anything or maybe I'm having a minor stroke, I don't know. But, you know. <laughs> that you stuff know, does I, happen a lot, though, with paranormal experiences. Um, yeah. We, we have found that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Even at the asylum, there's been, like, cigar smoke, cigarette smoke mm -hmm. in the tunnels and stuff. Yeah, you, you know, uh, my dad passed away in 2012. And he used to smoke. So every now and then I'll smell smoke. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if it's him or not, but I'll smell smoke. Um, so like I said, he passed away in, in 2012. I'll tell you a crazy story about me. Um, I moved to San Antonio in 2017. I lived there for a couple of years. Well, not in San Antonio, but outside of San Antonio. But I was, uh, I always kind of felt like my dad was around, you know. And one day I was upstairs and I was, uh, my daughter was downstairs. I was throwing clothes down to her. Hey, watch this. We were going to watch that. And the light switch came on right next to my head, right next, you know, on the wall. And it actually like flicked on. The light came on. And I just always thought that was my dad. A couple of years later, I'm winding up coming back to Houston, and I'm standing in the kitchen. And my mom's at the bar, and I'm telling my mom, you know, I always felt like dad's around me. You know, me and my dad were really, really close. We were like best friends. And I said, and I always felt that he was around me. And I, I was telling her the story about the light switch. And right when I was telling her the story, the light switch comes on in the kitchen. Oh wow! You know, it flicked on. Yeah. So I, I always thought maybe that was my dad, you know, oh, being around. Yeah. And I always say, yeah. uh, when you were saying about smelling stuff, we use all this equipment when we're 
paranormal investigating, but it's really important to use all of your senses. So, you know, smell and feel and just be in the moment is what we always say. Speaking of equipment, do you guys have any favorite piece of equipment that, that you like to use? Uh, we have a no. new favorite. Uh, yeah, we do, don't we? <laughs> the tripwire. I really think that's what you're thinking. Yeah, too. yeah, so. yeah. We got a tripwire and it basically it's a long rope that has different lights on it. And okay. if um, something gets close to it, that light will light up. It's it's pretty cool. Kind of like a K2 meter, but in a rope length and uh, it lights up for different colors for how close the spirits are. Mm -hmm. And it can go on command. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. And you can put it down long hallways. So if something's walking down past it, it's going to light up the direction of whatever the ghost is going. Yeah. You know what you guys should, should use? And I, I, I use this when I do my, my Bigfoot thing is I get those little chem lights, you know, the kind you snap and you shake them up, you know, yep. uh -huh. but that didn't look right on camera, but you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> you know, you can get them and crack them and stick them down a long hard, hard, hallway, maybe hang them and see if anything messes with them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know? Uh, that's what I like to do when I when I go out big I'll hang them out there. And every now and then you'll see them shaking around and moving around. But I had a friend of mine. He had a he had a real good story uh, where he actually saw one of the creatures grab the light and pull it up to its face to look at it. And you can see oh, it, wow. his whole face lit up. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I always thought that probably be a good, good idea to hang them down the hallway yeah. or something. You know, or even a doorway. You know. Yeah, yeah, we use so, things like the light up cat toys too, those cat yeah. balls. Um, right. Those work really good too. So you don't always have to have expensive equipment. <laughs> yeah. There's enough expensive stuff out there. Mm -hmm. You guys ever do residentials? Yes, we do. Um, so we do the private investigations for people like residentials. Um, those are always free, and we're doing that to help people. Right. And then we do our tours where the public can experience what we experience and see these cool buildings and learn the history and what we do. And then we do our own trips so we can ex go and explore everywhere. Mm -hmm. What did you like your immediate family or even friends for that matter think about what you guys do? Most of my friends are, most of them are actually all into the ghost hunting. Mm -hmm. So there's very few that aren't, uh, some of my family members are very, very religious, and uh, we don't talk a lot for that, those reasons because, uh, I don't know, I think they think that uh, ghost hunting is kind of like uh, dwiving or dwelling. I can't even say the word, <laughs> into the, like, bad realms or something, so to speak. Right. For what me, everyone seems, um, everyone seems very accepting, and they think it's really cool, and... Um, I work in a regular like um, business type job and I was so scared for people to find out what I did and everyone really likes it. And my license plate says haunts. So now it's kind of, everyone knows right. if there's anything with haunted or anything, they, they know it's me. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, uh, I started this job, I'm in the printing business and the printing business, like it's like a big fraternity. Everyone knows everyone, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, I started this job and uh, I was there maybe a couple of weeks and my old boss came to look at some equipment and when he came in, he saw me, he goes, Hey man, what's up? We're talking and you know, we all get along real good. And, uh, my new boss was like, Hey, you guys know Joe? And he was like, yeah, Joe worked for us for 15 years, you know, and we we're talking and he's like, yeah, Joe, Joe's in the Bigfoot. He has his own, <laughs> he has his own podcast. I was like, Oh, 
yeah, they'll tell these guys as well. It is funny. It was just, you know, but they were accepting of it. They asked me questions all the time. And, you know, even one of my coworkers was actually on my show because he had a, a near death experience twice. So he was on my show. And, uh, you know, for the most part, everyone kind of gravitates towards me and ask me questions or tell me their experiences. And, you know, it, it's all been pretty good. I, I get a lot of teasing, but it's all in fun, you know. <laughs> yeah. so it, it's not it's not a bad thing at all. And it's funny because I'll have friends and family come up to me or call me or message me, hey, this happened and what's going on here. I had one of my cousins actually sent me a, uh, uh, she has like the ring or whatever on the outside security system. And she's like, man, we're freaking out. There's this ball of light that comes across our screen. You know, so she sent it to me, and I'm looking at it, and I text her back. It's like, that's a damn bug, <laughs> a bug. going across the camera. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can see those little legs. You know, we but, get a lot of those. Yeah, yeah, it was hilarious, man. It was so funny. But, you know, I'm glad they reached out to me. You know, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I solved that case pretty quick for them. You know, I felt like <laughs> I did job. something. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys Canadian or American? I'm Texan. That's where I am. Wisconsin. <laughs> Wisconsin. <laughs> the cheeseheads. Yeah, the cheeseheads. Cheese cool, man. So what do you guys have coming up? You got any uh, investigations coming up? Did, did, did COVID slow you down? Not really. Uh, well, we had to move some of the tours that we do up a couple weeks, but it seemed like everybody was out there looking for something to do. So we, last year we sold out most of our tours and like, in three weeks because everybody had nothing to do and the tours were still going on. So for us, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, right now we have uh, four locations that we do tours for the public regularly. And then our big thing coming up is Craig and I are actually purchasing a haunted school. So that is going to be an adventure in itself. <laughs> so yeah. we're really excited. Have you guys yeah. been to that location? Yes. Uh, yes. A little bit. Yep. How's that as far as activity goes? Uh, We have had some stuff. We had a girl come across. um, She said hi. She said she was six years old. So we did have some good activity. And we find the more that you kind of go to a location and they learn that you are there to communicate, it Mm kind of builds and builds. So, and bad stuff doesn't have to happen somewhere for stuff to happen for, you know, for activity. Yeah, we uh, got to, uh, we'll be having a doll room there. So this crazy dolls of all different types that people are donating. We're going to be doing a lot of remodeling there. And the minute you start remodeling a place, usually stuff starts to come out to speak to you because you're changing their, yeah. uh, their setting. Maybe we can have a Bigfoot room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll send you copies of some of these cats I got. Yeah. You know, some pictures and stuff. Yeah. Um, it doesn't just have to be ghost we can bring in the other (laughs) yeah the other weirdos (laughs) (laughs) get some ufo stuff some bigfoot we'll we'll get a little of all that in there (laughs) there you go yeah that'd be a good deal um uh, maybe uh tell you a real quick story too i'm sorry i I know you guys are the guests but so i was remodeling the old house when uh, i was talking about and uh, my cousin was there with my, all my other cousins. You know, all those Mexicans have all our cousins that do construction, right? And uh, they were standing in the kitchen. They were talk- they were kind of going through what they were going to do the next day when they came in. And they you know, we're going to start tearing down this wall and tearing down that wall or whatever. We were doing the hallway in the restroom. And my cousin looks down at his arm, and he's kind of squeezing his arm a little bit like he's confused. And 
he looks over at my other cousin who's kind of standing, you know, I don't know, five, six feet away from him. He's talking again. He looks down at his arm. He looks at my cousin. He goes, man, what are you doing? And my cousin's like, I'm not touching you. And he goes, man, because someone's grabbing my arm, you know? And uh, so he moves over to the corner where he can see everyone. And he squeezes, and uh, he looks down at his arm again. He's like, Joe, come here. And he walks over to me and he grabs my arm and he squeezes it really, really hard. He's like, this is what it feels like. It feels like someone's squeezing my arm. Oh, wow. So me and my kids were like, okay, we'll tell you everything that happened in the house. We started telling him all the stories. <laughs> <clears throat> the next day when he came in and started working, it was early in the morning. He says, hey, come here, check this out. He shows me his arm and he's got fingerprint bruises on his arm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, and I think it's from the remodeling that, that mm -hmm. they knew he was going to yep. do the remodeling. You know, yeah, we that was, find that was, a lot of activity kind of really builds up when people remodel. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty interesting uh, concept or theory, whatever you want to call it. When you start remodeling, that's when you get a lot of activity. And, you know, you hear that a lot, too. I always thought that was pretty interesting. I don't know why they do that. They just not want you interfering in their space. or Yeah, just... No. They don't like to see things changed. You're changing right. what they're used to. So even if you're a ghost that walks around the haunted location, suddenly you're changing a doorway or moving it to... <laughs> To a different spot, they might be confused. Yeah. So, what's like some one of the most compelling evidence that you guys have captured? Uh, for me, it actually had to do with my brother. He passed away a little over twenty years ago, and I'll make the story short. But um, he was a construction worker, and he was ran over by one of the workers. And I always blamed that worker. So, the story I knew was that my brother was just placing flags down and the guy turned and ran him over. I wrote a book with Craig and my dad was reading it. So this is 20 years later. And I wrote about how I investigated my dad's house. And I have a recording from a ghost box where my brother said, sorry, I was killed. Eric messed up. So basically my brother said that he messed up like it was his fault. Well, then my dad sat me down and he's like, um, I never knew that you blamed that guy. I need to tell you what really happened. And he's like, um, your brother walked in front of the machine to clean it and didn't tell them. So it was his fault. And he's like, I never told you that. So here it took 20 years and a ghost box session for me to find out what happened to my brother. And that just amazes me that, you know, then I could have forgive that guy. So it was my brother who passed away mm -hmm. that told me that so that I could finally forgive the guy who did it. And, I, it was, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I tried to make that story really short. So. Right. Yeah. I like that. That's a good story. That's a good story. It had to be a, a burden off your shoulders too, you know. It was just a weight lifted because, you know, mm -hmm. like I just held on to that blame right. or just, you know, blaming him. And now I feel horrible that I blamed that guy so long. But to have your brother that passed away be the one to yeah. tell you what really happened is just crazy. Yeah. Okay. Craig, top that. Um, <laughs> yeah, top that, Craig. Actually, um, in 2015, my girlfriend that I was dating at the time passed away from a tumor on her spinal cord. And she used to uh, make little jokes to me because she knew we, I was a ghost hunter. She would say, when I pass away, I'm going to haunt you. So <laughs> funny, not funny, but she did pass away in 2015. Her mom asked me to come over to her house and see if she was there. So I came over, brought the ghost box, but 
As I was standing there waiting to talk to her mom, I heard a voice behind me say, Craig, please talk. So I, it was her voice, clearly. And I turned on the ghost box session, and immediately she goes, Hi, Craig, and I miss you, Mom, and stuff like that. And I thought, well, if I can talk to her there, is it possible to talk to her in other locations? You know, we're, we as ghost hunters, we're always under this theory, or people kind of throw that theory into your head that, Ghosts can only talk to you in one location, the place where they died, and I didn't believe that was true. So I've gone to other locations to try to communicate with her, and for probably about three years after she passed away, I was able to communicate with her on the ghost box, almost on like a weekly basis in different locations. And one time, I used to have a little nickname for her, and uh, I asked on the ghost box, I said, Renee, what was the nickname that I used to give you that... I would call you and on the ghost box she goes i'm your munchkin and that was what i called her so i think the amazing part of it that helped build me as a ghost hunter um to kind of show the world hey you can talk to your loved ones no matter where you're at you don't have to be in the place they died you can talk to them in other places too right yeah yeah i think that's very true like i said you know i think my dad followed me to san antonio and back home, you know, uh, he might be here. I can tell you, I think there's stuff that happens here. I don't know if it's him. And I, I don't feel it, if that makes sense. But, mm-hmm. you know, who, who knows for sure. Yeah. Um, what do you think happens when we die? Hmm. Are any of you guys religious? or? I I call myself spiritual. I am religious. Okay. but um, And I do believe in, I mean, I believe in heaven, but I do believe that, you know, you can go to heaven, but I also think you can be with the people here on earth and watch over them. I don't think they're stuck anywhere, um, for say sometimes maybe, but I, I think that they can be in 10 places. Like they're just kind of all over and they can be where they want to be at that time is I guess what I believe. Yeah, and I'm uh, I'm Lutheran. I went to a Lutheran school, so it was pretty much crammed down our throats about heaven and hell, and <laughs> it was. Um, so I believe there's a heaven now. If you, I watched the movie the other day. What was it called? The Shack. I don't know if you ever saw that. Or read the movie. Or read the book, The Shack. It talks about how there's a heaven, but even. Technically speaking, there was no hell. Everybody goes to heaven because God forgives. So it was kind of an interesting movie to watch. So for that type, that part of it, if there is a hell, I would hope nobody goes there. But uh, I, I, I like heaven. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm more of a spiritual person. I, I don't know what happens. You know, I really don't. I wish I did, but. I think our our soul continues, and uh, yeah, you know, and like a, I guess we have the ability or the to come back and forth from wherever we go. Yeah, and that's I, what know, I think. And I think uh, I think sometimes people do get stuck here for whatever reason. You know, uh, uh, I don't know. You know, kind of interesting concept. Hear other people's theories. You know about that. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, one of the things you were talking about was that uh, you can catch, uh, you don't have to be in a specific location to, to find people who do die or anything like that. And we were talking about that, about, you know, I've got friends who go out into the Bigfoot world and 
have gone out into the woods and captured EVPs and maybe other, you know, paranormal experiences. What do you guys think about that? I think a lot of times with us, um, we get spirits and locations that really have no place in that location. But I think when they see that we can communicate with them, I think that's kind of sometimes what brings them there is if they want to communicate, they'll come to you because they know you can do it. Right. So you yeah. can be anywhere, really. Yeah. What do you think about that, Craig? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, um, when I think when, the, like she said, wherever you go and you investigate, the minute they know that you can talk to them, they'll start coming out and talking to you. Yeah. 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 Or even at least trying to communicate with them. They, mm -hmm. they probably try to communicate with you too. And, yep. um, and that's what we were talking about too. I think a lot of stuff in the Bigfoot world gets, uh, paranormal stuff gets thrown in there with Bigfoot, whether, like I said, you know, people who hear footsteps in the woods or people who have mm -hmm. stuff thrown at them. Um, or even see shadows for that matter. You know, hey, there's something moving over there, you know. It was on yep. two feet. That doesn't mean it was a Bigfoot, you know. And I'm not saying yeah. it's not, yeah. but, you know, I think, you know, people can kind of just automatically what had to be a Bigfoot, you know. And, or, uh, uh, you know, I just don't think that everything in the woods is, is Bigfoot, you know. And, you know, there could be alien for all we know, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's kind of the same with what we do with ghosts. Not everything is paranormal. Not everything no. is ghost. And you have to know, you can't get excited over everything. You have to be smart about it and know, yeah. you know, not everything is. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. it was funny. I was out in the woods uh, last Monday. Uh, I was home with COVID, right? So I was quarantined in the, in the woods. <laughs> and in the I was woods. going down the trail. <laughs> and uh, I went off to a game trail and I saw print. I was like, holy shit, there's a, there's a print right here, right? It was, you couldn't make out toes or anything, but I could see the print. When I got down there and you could just barely see the little, uh, uh, treads from the, from someone's shoe. So, oh. Yeah. It, it's hard not to get excited. Like you said, you know, it's just hard not to get excited. Yeah. And, uh, but I've been out there with people who like yeah. hear a branch snap or crack and, uh, automatically it's a Bigfoot, you know, and, or people who see lights in the sky, it's got to be a UFO, you know. Uh, and I believe in, like I said, I believe in all that stuff. And um, it's just hard to uh, really just stay calm sometimes, you know, because you want to see something, you want to hear something, and you can get kind of caught up in a moment. I think Melissa froze on us. I think so. She ghosted us. Pretty much. <laughs> Wait, now she's going a little. Hey, <laughs> Lost you for a minute. I say my screen went away. Yeah. <laughs> so what's on your bucket list? Do you have a bucket uh, list of things you want to go? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was paranormal. Uh, yeah. The bucket list. That's uh, well, I <laughs> went to a place that I always wanted to go, and actually found out to be probably the scariest place I've ever gone out of state, and that was Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. Amazing place. Mm -hmm. Definitely want to go back there again. Um, on my bucket list, and it's a long, long flight, and I don't. I kind of have a fear of flying, so this one would be really bad for me, but it's the Brom Castle in Romania. Dracula oh, yeah. Castle. Yep. Yeah. I would love to go there. And Alcatraz. We'll throw that in there. Yeah. I was going to say Alcatraz and the Queen Mary. So both of mine are California. Um, I had a huge bucket list, but I've been... Craig's kind of helped with me checking off that one by one because I had like Velisca and... Um, Fox Hollow. 
Fox Hollow. That was at the top of my bucket list and we did that one. So it's it's kind of exciting when you get to check off those bucket list items. What are some of the strangest things that have happened to you guys while investigating? Um, I've been, well, I get touched quite a bit with something like to grab my sweatshirt on locations. The asylum, yeah. not too long, we opened up the morgue in the asylum. It wasn't open before, so we had to break through the wall of the one section to get into the part of the morgue in the asylum. And after that night, I was there doing a tour, and something scratched me like violently like three or four times on two separate occasions. Even one of the guests got punched in the eye. He was happy about it, though. It was, it was like, <laughs> oh, my God, I something happened to me. It's amazing. But uh, that night was kind of intense and quite a bit crazy. So a lot of stuff like that, you know, where you're seeing apparitions and hearing voices and getting touched. But to me, the most amazing thing is when we go over our audio after the investigation. So just with our voice recorder, we're going over and the things that we don't hear with our ears, that just amazes me every time when there's like answers to your questions that we didn't even know were getting answered. And that just gives me chills every time. It's so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I've only done one EVP session when I was living in that house. Well, I didn't even do it. <clears throat> Uh, my daughter, I saw a figure in, in the room and she came out and called me. It was like midnight. She's like, Dad, something went from one corner of the room to the other corner. And I, I told my son right away, I said, hey, go get my recorder. The recorder I take out in the woods with me. I said, bring it to me. I want to check to make sure it's working. You know, the batteries. He said, okay. So he didn't even come to me. Him and my youngest went into the room and he came out, man. He was white as a ghost. He's like, Dad, Dad, you got to hear this. And he played it and he, he asked the question, uh, is anybody here with us? And you hear a voice go, yeah. It's like that. <laughs> yes. But I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you guys. I'll, I'll definitely send it to you, Craig, after we, after we get off the show. It was just, you know, the first time I ever heard anything like that, it was, yeah. it was crazy. That was a, that was a crazy place to live at. <clears throat> and then, uh, I used to have a freezer full of meat, uh, you know, Paul, duck, um, deer, squirrel, rabbit. I used to kill every damn thing that moved, right? <laughs> and, um, my daughter one day called me up. She goes, hey, Dad, I made some 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 duck, you know, some tacos. She said, come over and get you some. I said, okay. So I, I drove over there. She had a boyfriend at the time that was there. And uh, he didn't believe in any of that stuff. And we were talking to him. I was like, yeah, man, we had the, the kitchen faucets come on. The shower in our room has come on. Wow. The shower in, in the main room, it was the kind of had that big knob. We had to pull it out and then turn it for hot and cold, you know. That sucker would come on all the time by itself. So something was pulling that damn knob out. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, the kitchen sink had a knob you had to turn, you know. We were telling him about that. He was just like, kind of looking at us like we were crazy, you know. And right on cue, the sink comes on. <laughs> and he turns around, he looks, and he's looking at us like we did something to it, you know. He walks over, he turns it off, and he's kind of looking around, looking under the cabinets. Hey, we didn't touch it. We didn't touch it, you know. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool place, man. It had a lot of activity. One story uh, at my house. Um, we actually have a cemetery be way behind our house, but behind our house. And we were getting home at like 3 a.m. And my husband yelled out the window. He's like, hey, neighbors, how's it going? And I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm talking to the neighbors. And we laughed about it because he was talking to the cemetery. And we got home and we went to bed and I had to get up for work at like 5 a.m. And I got up and 
every single cupboard in my house was wide open, every drawer, every like closet. And I made my husband come out and I said to him, I'm like, we don't talk to the neighbors anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think uh, that's entirely possible to, uh, I don't know, invoke activity. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we tried I not did. to do that, but. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 No, I had a, a, had a friend of mine, he moved into a place and, he was uh, joking around with his wife because he found out that the guy that lived there previously had, had killed himself in the kitchen. Um, when they talked to the lady, they were remodeling, uh, they were remodeling the kitchen, and she didn't tell him anything about it, you know. Um, so when they were moving in, one of the neighbors came across the street and was like, "Hey, you know, there's a, you know, you got Jack's house." Like, I don't know Jack, you know. He's like, "Yeah, Jack lived here. He killed himself in the kitchen, and he snapped. That's why they were remodeling the kitchen, you know." And uh, he went through the, the cabinets and he found a bullet hole where they had, you know, spackled over it. Yeah. Oh, and so, <laughs> and so when it got dark, he started flashing the lights off and on. He was telling his wife, Jack's going to get you. Jack's going to get you. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it didn't take long for they started having activity in that house. And he, well, and he blamed imagine. himself for it. He yep. actually blamed himself for it. Because uh, uh, he saw, you know, I don't know what you, hat man or whatever you want to call it. Uh, walked down this hallway, you know, he said, man, he goes, he had a long trench coat, a black hat. His father-in-law actually saw it standing outside the house, looking at at, at, at his house. His dog went ape shit when he saw him. Oh, and he, and he actually followed him down the street. And he said, when he turned the, the corner, he made a right turn. And when they got down there, he said he wasn't even there anymore. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> that so, would be uh, creepy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, still, so still to this day, my friend blames himself for, so some bad stuff happened there to him, and I don't want to talk about that too much. But he blamed himself for it, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But that was a long time ago. That was like man, twenty years ago. And, uh, wow. Yeah, I think people can uh, even playing around can invoke activity, and if they're not careful. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Sometimes I believe too when uh, like urban legends are kind of told over and over again. I think sometimes stuff is created with like the energy of yeah. all these people being scared and these stories kind of like manifest something. I, I think that happens sometimes too. Yeah. You know, uh, it's funny. I think one of those stories are uh, the black eyed kids, uh -huh. and, you know, I don't know how true that is, but I think in, in some way that's been manifested, you know, mm -hmm. yep. because I think all know, the different energies and just that story being told and told and told, it just starts to manifest into the fear that you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a creepy, I don't know if you guys ever read into that or looked into that, but that's kind of creepy stuff, man. The black eyed kids. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know if I want to answer the door when those ant knock on my door. Yeah. So what do you guys think about Bigfoot in general? Is it a real creature? Is it a paranormal creature? Supernatural alien? What do you guys think? It's kind of weird that the part, the fact that nobody's looks like she froze again. Um, <laughs> the fact that uh, nobody's ever Craig really got a clear my... picture. I mean, really clear. Um, right. There's some out there, but uh, they're not really documented as a, you know the guy in an ape suit at one point or something like that. Right. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I think the best videos out there is uh, from 1967, the Patterson yeah. Gimlin film. You know. Yeah, but, uh, they've they've done so much uh, 
work on that. They've done so many uh, uh, um, enhancements on it. It's, it's it's actually a pretty cool video to look at. Which I, for one, think it's the real, it's, it's the real deal. You know, uh, I've talked to different people who were like in the makeup world and costume world, and uh, one of the gentlemen, his name is Bill Bill Munns. He's actually worked on the original Planet of the Apes. Oh, wow. And he was like, yeah, he's like, if, if, if that was a costume that, you know, these guys would be millionaires, whoever made that costume. Cause that was a better costume than the ones that the Planet of the Apes actually had. Um, and the thing, the thing he says about that is that, yeah, you can put somebody in a costume, but you can't fake, uh, the proportions like from the shoulder to the elbows or from the elbows to the wrists or the hips to the knees and knees to the ankles. He goes, no, those proportions are all wrong, you know? Yep. And, uh, you know, so I, I think it's the real deal. You know, and then so she had breast. So are the white ones yetis then? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, there there've actually yeah. been been white ones spotted uh, around here too. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Some friends of mine who who did uh, uh, my decal for my truck. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> when I went to go pick up the decal, uh, he was like, "Hey, what's you know what's up with this?" And I told him, I said, "Well, I, you know, I I research Bigfoot. I go out in the woods and look for Bigfoot." And he told me, he goes, you know, my uncles lived out in Nacogdoches, which is about, I don't know, hour, hour and a half outside of Houston. And uh, he said that when they were little, they were walking down their tracks. And they had that white rock, you know. He said they got about, I don't know, 40, 50, 60 feet from one that was crouched down. They didn't even see it until it stood up because it was white. And it just stood up and it walked out to the woods. Yeah, yeah, if, you, so, yeah. if you get a chance, uh, look up the Bray Road Beast. Bray, B-R-A-Y. Road Beast. Yeah, it's, uh, road. In, yeah, it's in Wisconsin, not far from us. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, they had a lot of sightings of that creature that stands on two legs and can run as fast as a car and stuff. Yeah, right. yeah. I think Linda Godfrey wrote a book on that one, didn't she? Yeah, she did. Yeah. Uh, Abe says albino. I think some of them are albino, but I don't think all of them are albino. I think there's just some that get older and they get white. Not it's like, you know, old. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's been plenty of sightings of gray ones, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that just comes with age, like any other animal. Um, look at this guy right here. So he had a black-eyed kid asking for directions. Replied, "Hey, Mister, can I get a ride, Mister?" With no phone, yeah. his voice. Huh. And then he goes on <laughs> to say, "His voice creeped me out. His scoopers were as big as his iris." Wow. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Oops, so you guys have any advice for people who might want to get into the paranormal world? Do you have any uh, suggestions for them? Um, Definitely when you're getting into uh, the paranormal and the ghost hunting, always uh, research the places that you're going. Make sure you have permission to be on the property of where you're going. That happens a lot where you end up in private property and get arrested and trespassing charges and worse so always make sure you have uh, permission i would say too um kind of like what i did is seek out people who do what we do and try to learn from them and um nobody's an expert but you know just kind of learn what we do and build from that but i i think it's great to have a paranormal community kind of like the bigfoot community and just you know find like-minded people right and stay away from the people who tend to cause drama. Every field has it. Paranormal, <laughs> yeah. Bigfoot, UFO. Yeah, and it's absolutely. always the same little group, you know. Yep. Just, you know, 
or the same person, and you know, and yeah, just watch out for that kind of stuff too. There's a lot of unnecessary crap that goes on sometimes and really petty. Yeah. Um, like I said, in, in every everyone has it, you know, unfortunately. I guess as long as you have people, you're going to have that. Yeah, yeah. drama. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, where was, where was I going with that? Yeah, very true drama. <laughs> but, yeah, man, uh, um, I think that's good advice for people. You know, just don't research the place. Research the people you're going out with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's good. Um, what places have you gone that uh, that have really like intrigued you? That places that you just really want to go back to, and, and just for whatever reason. For, for me, it's Allegheny. Sorry. sorry, it's for me. It's Trans Allegheny Asylum. Um, like I said, I had the most activity, and I've gone to a lot of places out of state, and uh, some that I love to go to, but uh, just never really get a lot of stuff and you pay a lot of money to go to a lot of these places and mm-hmm. trans Allegheny had the most activity of all the places that have been on just this high level of activity wise. Yeah. For me, I really loved, I loved Villisca X murder house. Um, it's a major tragedy what happened there, but we had some amazing experiences. Um, also, I really like the Sally house in Kansas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would love to just experience those again and kind of dig deeper into the evidence that we collected. Someone asked a question here. I don't even know what this is, but if you believe in unconscious sensitive, I don't. I'm not sure if I can answer that. Yeah, I don't know. What I answers a lot in dreams. I don't know if that's what they mean with their question, but um, for instance, one night I dreamt that our neighbor's car was covered in duct tape, like every inch of it. So I woke my husband up and he got up at like 4 a.m. to go to work and he was in the military. He came in and ran and got me. He's like, get outside. I go outside and their car was covered in duct tape. Well, the next day we found out that they went off the road in a flood and the husband died in wow. the water and they had to duct tape their car together to get home. So I dreamt about it. Um, one other time I dreamt about, I was in Wisconsin and I dreamt about the stupidest thing was my dad's um, treadmill in Kansas. And in my dream, I was told what was wrong with it and how to fix it. So I called him and I'm like, is your treadmill working? And he's like, no. And I was like, well, I dreamt that you need to do this. And sure enough, it works. So I, I don't know if that's what they meant with the question, but I do yeah. have stuff that comes to me like in my dreams too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Yeah, I didn't, I never even heard that term. So I was going to say, I might be answering that totally wrong, but yeah. well, it was a good answer. I, I like that answer. It was pretty good. Where do you guys sit on uh, past lives? Do you think we've, we've lived past lives? Do you think we've been lived multiple lives? I don't know. There's times where I have deja vu that I swear to God right. I did something. Yeah. Right. Um, I, one time that I was ice skating, in fact, and I fell and hit my head. And when I, I remembered actually doing that in a past life. It was weird. So I have had deja vu, but for some reason, I just have such a hard time wrapping my head around that, right. around like past lives. And I just, I don't know if it's just too hard for me to think of that. So I, I try not to think about it. I like to think that you're here and you 
your spirit lives on. And okay. I don't know. It's, you got it's one just shot. a hard one for me. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I don't know. Yeah. 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 I don't know, man. I, I uh, you know, doing this, you know, getting out of the Bigfoot world and, and, and talking to so many different people, you, you hear a bunch of, and I, and I don't want to say crazy, like people are crazy, but you hear crazy stories and people don't have any reason to lie. At least I don't think so. And, yeah. and I'm not saying that they don't or that there's not something wrong with them or, and I'm not making fun of that, but a lot of people that I talk to are just normal, everyday people like us, and they talk about stuff like that, and it's just like, you know, I mean, why not? <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, so. I, so when I, you I don't asked know. about um, Bigfoot before, I didn't answer, uh, not to jump back, but I've never had an actual experience, but I did have a Bigfoot dream once, <laughs> and I okay. wasn't even going to tell it, <laughs> but um, basically, he talked to me, but it was like telepathically in okay. my dream. And he was explaining to he was like throwing trees, almost like Lincoln, Lincoln logs. And okay. he was explaining how the reason people never see him is that they kind of, they have two dimensions. Like there's a dimensional world that they can kind of jump back and forth on. And they like to be here, but they could jump to the other one. And it was really interesting. And I woke up just kind of thinking like, huh, I, I don't know. Hmm. But it was it was an interesting dream. And it's just weird because I, I don't know much about Bigfoot and all that right. stuff. So for me dream? to dream, it, for me to dream about it was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't a woodchuck. They chuck wood. No, it was, yeah, there you go. Yeah. It was a Bigfoot. <laughs> How long ago was this dream? Uh, this was, I would say, about a year ago. But okay. I, okay. It was yeah. very realistic, and like I right. said, I just woke up kind of pondering it. Like, could uh -uh. there be any truth to that? <laughs> right. Well, you know, I mean, you're not the first person to talk about that kind of stuff. You know, um, I was certainly on the side that this is a flesh and blood creature. You know, that was my, and you couldn't convince me otherwise. But it's like I said, talking to more and more people and. Um, not everyone can be crazy. Not everyone can be lying. Not everyone can be, you know, full of shit, you know. Um, I've talked to people who, like I said, just everyday people just like us. And like, hey, this is what I saw. And you're the yeah. only one I'm telling. And I'll never tell the story again, you know, because people think they're crazy, you know. Um, just like people who get abducted, you know, by aliens, you know. It's like, I'm going to tell you this one time and then that's it, you know. And, uh, so I mean, they have no reason to lie, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Who knows, man? Who, who who really really knows? Until you someone actually captures one, you know, no one can say one one thing or the other because you know there are no bigfoot experts. You know there aren't. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> anyone who's an expert in UFOs and bigfoot and the paranormal will probably work for the government. You know, they're probably <laughs> the only ones who know yeah. all the truth. You know, and if they talk, they usually don't live too much longer after that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it, uh, it just always something that just always intrigued me. I was a little kid, you know. So it, it's good to be doing this. I like it. Absolutely, it's good to have nice. something to, to be passionate. I, I know about we talked about you guys doing some bigfooting, or we're, we're going to bigfoot at one time. Whatever happened with that? You guys ever think you'll do that so again? We were going to do um, up in the northern woods of Wisconsin with a group of people who are Bigfoot researchers and we were going to go out with them, but they wanted to 
bring the paranormal in with it. So we were supposed to bring our ghost hunting equipment and we were going to kind of combine the two fields and it didn't happen, but I would love to still, to still try that. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Yeah. I think you guys would do good. You know, mm-hmm. I think you guys would definitely get some paranormal stuff. You know? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> probably surprise a lot of Bigfoot people, you know, especially when they're, you know, hearing the same things over and over again and then realize that yeah. we're going to do something paranormal, you know? Yeah. 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 But I think working together in the fields is, is good too. Right. Yeah. And isn't it weird how like sometimes there are places here in Texas that were, um, people will see UFOs have paranormal experiences and they have Bigfoot all in like in the same area. Do you think it's all tied or is it all coincidence? Um, hmm, answer that, Craig. Answer that, Craig. <laughs> Could be all tied together. Um, yeah. You never know, I guess. It's just uh, if you got aliens in one spot, I guess the paranormal could easily follow. Right. Yeah. And I think uh, if you believe like in ley lines and stuff like that, I think that has a lot to do with it too. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think that has a lot to do with it. And water, you know. Yeah. Water well, is a, yeah. Yeah. It's a good conduit. And so I, I think that that does a lot. An open portal. Yeah. Maybe an open portal around yeah. there somewhere. Yeah. Who knows? A lot of the places that we do supposedly have open portals or we're told that they do as so. well. Yeah. yeah I, I believe in that too. And, uh, I know there's a place here in Texas. I can't remember where it's at, but they say there's like a portal that that's open for, you know, paranormal activity. Mm-hmm. I can't remember where it's, I think it's up in the, around the Dallas area. If I remember correctly, but yeah, it's like a popular place everyone goes to and they said there's a portal there and, you know, every psychic medium that's ever gone there has ever has felt it, you know, so wow. yeah. who knows, you know. Who knows what that stuff happens, you know. So, like, on your team, do you have other mediums or psychics? Uh, I do not. Okay. We have a uh, few that can feel stuff, but... Yeah. I still have some gifts, so... Yeah. That's cool, man. That's cool. Well, cool, man. We're coming up towards the end of the show. You guys have anything you want to add or say to people? Well, um, if anybody's interested, we did, me and Melissa, uh, cool writ co-written uh, two books. Oh, she's going to hold them up. Haunted <laughs> Expeditions in the Midwest and Archives of a Ghost Hunter Volume 2, which you can find on uh, Amazon or Lulu.com. And then our website, FoxValleyGhostHunters.com. And we also, for the best place to follow us, because we will talk to you if anybody has any questions or whatnot. Either me, Melissa, or other team members will talk to you on Fox Valley Ghost Hunters on Facebook. Cool, just like Abe said, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How and we long do offer, books? So our Haunted Expeditions in the Midwest, that one came out last year, and then Archives of a Ghost Hunter Volume 2 came out the prior year. Uh, this year we have a brand new book that's going to be coming out, I would say, like mid-April for our next book. Okay. And I, uh, show uh, them again if you don't mind. Yeah. Show them again. So that is the last one. Okay. And then... There we go. Cool. And they're all available on Amazon, correct? Yep. Correct. Correct. And I have actually three other ones available too. I got Archives of a Ghost Hunter, Volume One, and Wisconsin's Most Haunted, Volume One and Volume Two. 
Nice, nice. Yep. Yeah, I'm working on a book myself, so when it comes out, I'll let everybody know. Absolutely. I'm still writing it. It takes <laughs> a while. It takes I think it's taking me this long. I had this idea in my head. I'm like, I'm going to knock this out. <laughs> Six months later, I'm still working on it. <laughs> yep. It takes a long time. Yeah. But it's, uh, and hopefully. then uh, we do have all of our public tours, too. So if people. She's fading out. Yeah. All our public tours. <laughs> What's your next event then? Your public tour? Um, <laughs> we offer public tours. Event. There you go. Yeah, our next event, uh, technically, probably the Sheboygan Asylum will have uh, tours and our new school that we got. We'll be oh, starting yeah. tours at our new school in uh, probably uh, April or May, probably. Nice, nice. So people keep an eye out for that. And, you know, you guys feel free. I don't know if you're members of the, of the group or not, but if not, join and. You guys can post away whatever you guys have going on. You want to post the links to your books? Go ahead and do that, man. You know, yeah, nothing wrong with that. Thank That's what a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people do that. You know, if you have a, I don't know. You guys have a YouTube channel yourselves, or yeah, under Fox Valley Ghost Hunters, or under my name, Craig Nary. Okay. Uh, a lot of Fox Valley Ghost Hunter videos. Cool, man. Well, guys, I really appreciate you guys coming on, man. Uh, you guys did a great job. I know I talked a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> I talk a lot, so. Cool, man. Uh, it was great having you. Uh, anything else you can think of you want to add? Uh, anything, Melissa? Go ahead. <laughs> I feel like every time I talk, my volume goes out. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got a lot coming up. So, yeah, just follow us if you want to see what we're up to. Yep. Cool, man. Well, thank you, Abe, for tuning in, buddy. I always appreciate that. Thank Abe's you. a good friend of mine. He has crazy stories of himself. But nice. Yeah. But cool, man. Well, all right, guys. Everyone, good night. And everyone in the chat room, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. And, um, you know, you guys are welcome to share the show away, man. You know. Thank you. Thank, Thank you very much. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot. Have a good night. Hold on. You too.